When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Cop Eye Podcast with your hosts Mick Moran and Jay Pearson. Welcome back to the Copite Podcast. Uh, as usual, it's Jay and Mick who are bringing you this uh, from uh, from separate rooms again. It's, it's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. But uh, a lot can happen. A, a lot can happen in a week. Michael, how are you? I'm not bad, me to you. Yes, I'm very, very, very good, my friend. Every day without you and football is just. I, I question why I'm still on this planet at the minute, mate. Grim, it? It's really fucking grim. <laughs> it is, mate. So it somebody- is. Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. Uh, but a lot can happen in a week, pal. Uh, obviously, we had uh, a cool little episode last week with, with uh, Mr. Pajak from the Red Men TV. So, uh, Chris, thank you very much for being on that, mate. And uh, we spoke about the main topic was obviously the furlough decision. Uh, and I swear to God, I'm sure they watched it because obviously later on that day, um, yeah. or was it the next next morning? I can't remember the club. I think it was. The, I think it was that day. Was it that day? We released that one in the afternoon, and then I think it was that night. Hey, you see, you they watched it. Yeah. They watched it, didn't they? They watched it. Exactly, mate. They saw what was so, people talking about. These three smart fellas know what they're fucking talking about. Let's just fucking sort this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you make of it, mate? What did you make of the reverse decision? Common sense prevailed. I mean, it never usually does in football, but I think, uh, I don't know, like Ro- uh, Ross, I was calling Ross, sorry, Chris, that fucking <laughs> like, like, <laughs> no, like, like Chris said, like, it, it, always, it was always going to be a tricky one. Like, I'm sure behind closed doors in meeting rooms at every football club, they were all wondering the same thing. What should we do? What's for the best? And it turned out that doing what they did was the wrong thing. And I think it is a, a difficult one anyway, but I don't know. At the end of the day, the, the right the right conclusion happened eventually after some some slight turmoil. Uh, I think I think Spurs have done the same, I think, today. So mm-hmm. I think the real art is in that posting profits doesn't trump uh Leaching on government funds, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like obviously we talked about last time, profit to the main thing in football. You've got to you've got to make sure you're competing at the highest level. But in such a like pandemic like this, that doesn't happen. It happens once in a lifetime. It's it's, it's just one of them things. You just got to bite the bullet and go. Well, we've we've got to look after our own here. And yeah, thank, thankfully it, it happened. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um... 
like you said, common sense prevailed. And there was a good statement that uh, Peter Moore put out. Uh, and as I was reading it, I was a bit like, hang on, what are they saying here? Uh, they're trying to justify what they're saying. And then you, you read it and then it's a, a pretty decent explanation, to be fair. And like, it's like Chris said last week, that they're a business at the end of the day and there was certain things that they need to do. But again, I think it's going back to Liverpool way. Just don't talk about this sort of stuff openly. Just talk about it behind closed doors. Don't tell the public that we're furloughing, that type of stuff. And yeah, yeah I'm glad common sense prevailed. And, and like I said, Spurs have, have done the same thing now. But it's just, again, it's a little black mark above your head, isn't it? Really, where you've, you've set your stall out now. And I'm sure there's loads of other clubs that have who've come out since and gone, yeah, we're, we're not furloughing our staff because they've waited and they've gone, let's see what other clubs do. We yeah. don't like shit. And then they've gone, like, we don't want that fucking kind of bad publicity. So let's just, we'll, uh, we won't we won't do that and follow suit to Liverpool and Tottenham. So, who cares? I mean, I think, I think, like, obviously, like Chris touched on, like, I think we were the fifth club to do it as well, which is, is even more confusing. Like, like, current champions of Europe, obviously, we're out of, out of the Champions League now, but like, we're, we're going to be Premier League champions. I don't know if probably, probably thought we'd do it. Yeah. World champions as well. <laughs> but uh, I think, I don't know if they thought, oh, we'll make a statement, we'll go, we'll put our hand in early, thinking that all the other clubs will topple and do the exact same. But it just didn't work like that. It worked no. the, the exact opposite, and it's burnt us. But at the end of the day, it, they've, re- they've rever- reversed the decision. So that that's the main thing. It, the worst thing that would have happened those would be thought if if they would have came out and said, you know what, fuck 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 all, we're gonna yeah. keep doing it anyway. But, yeah, exactly. Which obviously would have caused fucking chaos, but of course it would have. Of course it would have. But again, like you said, common sense prevailed and uh, we move on. And then like I said, luck a lot's happened in the week and then Later on in the week, we had uh, the devastating news that uh, Kenny Dalglish had been admitted to hospital because he was tested positive for coronavirus. And I think we all heard that and uh, everybody's heart sank, didn't it? Yeah, it was frightening. Like, when I first seen it, I saw Kenny Dalglish and I thought, oh, fuck, because it was like the, the main the main uh, article on the website. And I was like, fuck, now what's happened? Yeah. Thankfully, um, I think he, he got out yesterday, was it? Or the day before? Uh, yes, so, yeah, yeah. He's on the mend anyway, which is the main thing. But no, it's yeah, it's scary when it's it's someone who's so um, so crucial to the club and the, the, the stuff that he's given to the the city and the fans and everyone connected with Liverpool over the years. Yeah, he he's the he's the last person we want to go right now. Yeah, oh mate, hundred percent. It would put a. I don't don't even want to talk about. Don't talk about potential stuff about him, but it was it, it's such a high profile person getting it is it just makes you think, doesn't it? The type of person that Kenny is, and the what he like you just said, what he's done for the city and, and the country and stuff like that, and rightfully so that he's uh, Kenny Dalglish. And the, the thought of him being in serious bad can bad health and bad condition is just, just not worth thinking about, is it? And it's just we're just so happy that he's. He's on the mend. I mean, to be fair, anybody that catches this uh, this virus and we hear that's on the mend, regardless of whether they're a, a famous footballer or whatever, it's it's great to hear it, the cases that are people are, are recovering from it. So, you know, it's yeah. it, it's it's one of those, and it just get well soon, Kenny, and he'll, he'll have great aftercare with with Marina and and his family, won't he? So, 
that's, yeah. uh, that's a nice bit of positivity. Yeah, well, that's, that's what you said. But we need some of that because all we're hearing is fucking death tallies and all the countries worldwide, and you're seeing England's going up day by day, and it's just like, no, we we need it's horrible, and that's why we need this self isolation so crucial. This is why we're doing podcasts over fucking over the internet, and yeah, it we, to to think that Kenny has got it, and obviously he's on the men now, so that's the main thing. And like I said, he's got a good a good family support there. Yeah, with him, so yeah, he'll be sound. Yeah, he will do, mate, and uh, get well soon. The king. Now, another bit of news this week, mate, in terms of the Premier League restarting. One of the things that has been discussed is, and I want to get your thoughts on it, is the potential of it restarting again at the beginning of June, and the FA have offered to the Premier League for Wembley to be used, like a bunch of uh, behind closed doors games and St George's Park. For, for training and stuff like that, um, with that will be a bunch of a bunch of games played on one day, maybe like four or five games a day. Um, just want to think, what are your thoughts on on that about obviously getting the football restarted, but being played at Wembley? Um, I think it would be, I don't know, it's it's just one of them because you you want the season finished ASAP. Like we touched on last week with Chris, it's if it's behind closed doors, it's it's not even just the players, it's the officials, it's the cameramen, it's ambulance staff, it's everyone. So it's gonna be difficult, and I think it it might have to come to that um, eventually because it's it's gonna it, it, the season needs to be finished. I just don't know if did you say June is looking at. Yeah, around about six or yeah, around about six of June. Yeah, because I think I saw that the lockdown will end on the first of June. I don't know if that's fucking what well, yeah. true that I don't don't believe that for one minute. Obviously, yeah. the fucking goal getting moved all the time, aren't people? I don't know. I think it's going to come to a point where we're going to have to compromise and say, well, we all want the season completed, so we're just going to have to, like you said bash all the games out at some point um, whether that be behind closed doors whether that be just fucking on a fucking someone's street corner I don't know I don't know what they're going to have to do but I mean the season needs to be completed and I think probably 15 of the clubs in the in, in the league will probably agree with that so yeah. it's just going to be uh, it's going to it's, we're going to have to just compromise at some point so it, yeah, June maybe maybe late June might might be an option. It just it just depends. Like this this virus is a is a is a, is a, a moving beast. So we're just gonna have to just move with it and see what happens. That's, that's all we can do really. That's it. Maybe they've not even hit the peak of it yet, and people are already talking about when football can return and stuff. But then again, it gives us something to talk about at the end of the day, and we, you know we we need to have these types of conversations but the, the the thought of playing the rest of the games at Wembley and potentially winning the league at, at Wembley and lifting the trophy at Wembley just it makes me sick to my stomach so I would rather wait and wait and wait until it's completely done finished the virus is over and we everyone's allowed back in the stadium we can all go back into the stadium and watch it all happen then that's when I'd rather it happen and if that has yeah. to happen in Christmas then that's absolutely fine with me um, I understand that it'll interrupt the start of the 2021 season, but 
you've got to get this one finished before you start the next one. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't want it to happen anywhere else apart from Anfield. So, if it takes longer, I don't care. That's my opinion anyway. Yeah. No, like you said last last time as well, oh, even if it, we do end up playing it behind closed doors at Anfield and then do the trophy lift to the start yeah. of next season or whatever, even just something like that, like we can't... It's just we're, we're in the, the, the position where we have another fucking Premier League for 30 years. So, and obviously, I've got our roastings and glasses on, but... Mm. We've got to we've got to got to play these games at our grounds, or it, it's I don't know it's 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 so difficult to judge, isn't it? Because on one hand you're like, well, when the game's finished, so play them whenever you can. But then you're thinking, well, they need to play, be played at our ground and like neutral environments. Mm. They don't really it won't really work at a neutral environment because it's just it's so many pros and cons, and it's just fucking. Trying to fucking juggle seventeen balls at once—it's just—it's just impossible. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's just let's just forget about it until everyone's—it's the lockdown's finished and everyone's safe to interact with each other again, and everyone can go back to work, and that means everyone can go to the stadium and we can just crack on. And that's, yeah. that's what I would like to see anyway. We like like we said last week, mate. We've waited thirty years. I don't mind waiting another six months. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh... That's if we, you know, we still win the league. You know, we're twenty-five points clear. And, you know, City have got a game in hand. You never know. Oh yeah, those six points we need. Fucking hell, it's gonna be, it's gonna be difficult. <laughs> it seems like a fucking long time ago, doesn't it? When we were doing that, bashing out them pods, going, "What's your score prediction gonna be?" Oh, I know. It seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? It was the, the Atletico Madrid game. Seems a long time ago. The Bournemouth game seems a long time ago. It just you know, we were we were planning weeks of content um, and thinking about we'll do this this week and then we'll go to the game and then mm-hmm. we'll do a podcast in May Duncan's afterwards and we'll do that and it just this straight out of the window gone. Like so, yeah. came and fucked us in the shops and went fuck yous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm sure we'll get there eventually anyway. Um, so also this week as well, um, Stan the man, Stan Collymore. As much as he talks a lot of crap uh, for a lot of people's opinions, um, the one thing he did say this week uh, was the fact that he would like to see Jordan Henderson uh, with an OBE in the in the New Year's honours list or whatever honours list it is, the Queen's birthday or whatever she does this week, honours list, you know, and puts a green top on and everyone fakes it on his list or whatever, which I thought was fucking brilliant, by the way. Uh, I think... Obviously, the lot of the, the rigmarole with, with, with Endo at the minute is because of what he's set up with the players for this, uh, the, for the trust for the NHS. And I think it's a wonderful idea what he's done to ring around with the captains and stuff. And it is, it's just typical Endo to do that. And yeah, I, I, I fully hop onto that bandwagon of getting Jordan Henderson and OBE. I also do, but I feel like the Andy's out like fucking sweets these days, don't they? Oh yeah, definitely, mate. Like if it was me and I was a professional footballer, the first thing I'd be doing is like, right, what can we do to help everyone? Yeah, I don't know. If that, that's just me, but I, that, that should all that should just be a given. Mm. As much as as much as it's a bit cheeky to say, it should be there in fucking absolute mega bucks. Uh, no, but it, it is typical of the the man, the guy that we know, we yeah. Jordan. He just that he's just the, that's just typical of him, isn't it? It is. I mean, you you look at people who who've been given stuff like that, OBs and MBs. You know, um, 
Stevie got one um, not long after he won the European Cup. Um, and again, you know, a lot didn't a lot didn't get made of his services to, to charity and stuff like that because his his foundation. I don't think it was off the ground as much as what it what it is now. Um, his foundation, but you know, he was doing the groundwork for. He was doing a lot of stuff behind closed doors, and and Hendo does that, and Hendo's lifted the Champions League, so he's put the the country sort of on the map last year and and the year before yeah. he got to Kiev. So I think he's he's earned his dues with it. But again, it's like you said, they do hand them out really nearly don't they these days? But again, for he, he does represent England really well. He got England Player of the Year. You know, it, these sort of things shouldn't really go unnoticed, should they? I think they shouldn't, and they don't for probably 85% of Liverpool fans, but the rest of the country and those yeah. 15% of Liverpool fans who just don't see what Jordan Anderson brings and does, and even if he was fucking the best football in the world, he, he still wouldn't be appreciated. But we've talked enough about that over the fucking weeks and months. Uh, now, I think... If they're gonna do it, I wouldn't be like, no, don't do it. Just, but I want, I want, I think it'll piss people off because, of, like, like we said, they do give them out easily. But I think he does deserve some kind of recognition, and especially if he goes on to win like some footballing awards this season, like play, player of the year and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That'll maybe all go towards that, and it, this can be the, the season where Jordan Anderson's finally. Finally, fucking appreciate the four years and what he does and what he gives and what he has given to this club for fucking ages, which hasn't been appreciated. I couldn't have said it any better. Yeah. <laughs> I hope everybody out there has kept their copy of FIFA 16. Oh, yeah. Because he was on the cover of that, wasn't he? And everyone fucking was like, yeah. what? <laughs> um, but it brings me on to my next point, mate, is there's... I mean, Sky Sports been doing a lot of um, cool retro content and all that sort of stuff at the minute and sort of filling the programmes and lots of old stuff for us to look at. But one of the things that they did do was sort of look at player of the year um, and who people would pick. And obviously there's, there's three candidates that everyone sort of narrowed down. There was uh, Sadio Mane, Jordan Henderson and Kevin De Bruyne. Um, for you, who gets it? <sighs> for me... I would pick if it, if it unemotionally I would pick Sadio Mane because I think he's been the best player overall. But yeah. taking the emotional side into it, I'd give it to Henderson because of what like it was like I just said. I want him to get that recognition. I want to him to get that day where he's like actually yeah, people do recognise what I do. And I, th- I think probably even a small part of him doesn't feel that, that love from from the rest of the country and from a small minority of Liverpool fans. So if I had to pick, I, w- I would pick Henderson. But, if, but I do feel like Mane, is, this has been Mane's season. He's been absolutely amazing. I mean, like we, we talk about Mo Salah, who's been overlooked, who's fucking, I think he's got 16 goals this year. And <laughs> it's, which is crazy. Well, in season. Yeah, people are down on him, and it's like, well, he's he still, for me, he should be in there as well. Like, he's been absolutely amazing as well, yeah. along with the, the usual Van Dykes and all that. They, they could easily be in there as well, but no, I think hopefully this is this is Hendo's time. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'm well yeah. in the, the Hendo bracket. I mean, 
again, I think, you know, pre-Christmas, you, you, you're looking at Mane all day. Not, and again, no disrespect to Kevin De Bruyne, because for me, he's the best midfielder in the Premier League. Um, and it also contradicts what I'm saying about Adav Hendo, but I'll explain the reasons why. De Bruyne is a fantastic footballer, and, you know, if City are banned for two years out of Europe, I will be casting out my fishing rod and trying to reel in Kevin De Bruyne, um, because for me, he's, he's one of the missing parts of our team. He, he just fit very nicely done. Um, but I think for the contribution that Mane had all season, don't get me wrong, um, pre-Christmas was incredible, but when Fabinho got injured and Hendo stepped in and he's basically played two roles this season uh, at the back and sort of at the front, gone yeah. to the World Club Championship and played centre-half for us. You know, he's, he's basically just, you know, blood, sweat and tears into this team and to deliver our first Premier League title, hopefully Touchwood and all that sort of stuff. Um, and for him to lift it, get Footballer of the Year, Football Writers Player of the Year, for me, that would be one of the perfect, most perfect stories ever. Um, they'll, they could fucking write books on it. They could make a fucking movie about it. They could do everything. You know, they could start it doing his, uh, his little Papa Loves Mambo video that he made for his mate in school, which we've all seen. And then he's going to move to Liverpool and then it doesn't go right for him. And Dempsey Cook tries to come in and Brendan Rodgers tells him to fuck off and yeah. and then he just rises to the top. Um, so it's, like me, a, it's like a film, isn't it? Yeah, you just couldn't... You, you, that's a script, isn't it? It's a movie script and you, people could tell that story and it, it, it'd be typical Roy the Rovers type story for me. So, yeah, he's definitely got my pick. But you know what I'm like, mate? I'm a very, very emotional person and I will throw that all in there with... Uh, with Hendo, with uh, my little Jordan Henderson there. So, yeah, I would, uh, <laughs> he'd, he'd be in it all day. Um, so, yeah, and the, the when we, I just mentioned there about missing pieces of teams and stuff, one of the interesting things that has come to light in the last couple of days, I'm just, what I'm just, it's not really Liverpool related, but I just wanted to throw it out there to you. Um, Harry Kane has sort of been interviewed by Jamie Redknapp um, and regarding his appetite for trophies and stuff like that. So there's speculation now that Harry Kane's going to leave Spurs and Spurs came out yesterday and it was late yesterday as well and it, it baffled me because it was a late um, breaking news and he said, we won't, we won't sell into Manchester United at yeah. all. Uh, we won't sell into a rival. Um, so that means he could go to Leicester, Liverpool or City. <laughs> um, but thoughts on that because, I mean... He's one of the best strikers in the world and he would walk into most teams. But for me, if he leaves Tottenham, there's only Real Madrid he'll go to. Yeah. I, I would love him in the squad. Yeah. But wouldn't accept a squad role. Like, I wouldn't... I don't think any Liverpool fan would take out Firmino. Even Firmino's not been at his best. And... and is sometimes is it, like like we've talked about on with Henderson, he's not the dirty work doesn't doesn't get valued by enough people and doesn't get seen enough. But uh, I wouldn't take Bobby Firmino out of that starting eleven. No, no chance. It, it'd take a Firmino injury for me for, to, for Kane to get in. And I know we're talking about one of the best goal scorers England's ever produced in Harry Kane. Like I really do rate him. He's great. He's really he, yeah. he is tremendous. Tremendous footballer. I think but, he's the first footballer since. Sorry, I think he's the first footballer who has got the potential to break Alan Shearer's record in the Premier League. Oh yeah, 
definitely. Definitely once he once he burst onto the scene, he started banging goals in. I was like, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be definitely one of the closest to do it. But no, I don't know. I think he he's gonna want to go to somewhere. I don't think he'll want to come to Liverpool because I know he he'll probably think I won't be able to get into that team. Won't be able to break in. I mean, if it'd be different if maybe Bobby was maybe moved on or. He chose. He chose to go to a different club. Then we could. Then the discussion could probably happen. I think. But at the minute, yeah, I don't think it's a viable option. I mean, he's he's a great goal scorer, that, but it's it's like the Christian Benteke conundrum for me. We we signed Benteke, who was an absolute fucking beast at Villa, bang goals in every week, an absolute unplayable beast. Signed for us and just didn't work. No, and I don't. I don't think Harry Kane works in a Klopp system. I mean, Klopp could. Work wonders with him and probably get him very close to that Alan Shearer record, but I don't think he necessarily fits fits the bill in terms of style. Yeah, which is a shame. But he could fucking hell if he, if he, if he did, I'd fucking love him at Liverpool. Yeah, definitely. I, I wouldn't say no to Harry Kane at Liverpool. I don't think we'd pay the money, uh, which he'd be spouted. I mean, for God's sake, a, a two hundred million price tag was quoted on the news, and I'm just thinking. Okay, maybe before the coronavirus that was viable, but I think now that is just not going to happen because transfer fees now are going to plummet tremendously. And it begs the question about the Timo Werner incident. You know, we were supposed to have it wrapped up before April, wasn't we? Because there was a clause or, or some loophole or something like that regarding the April deadline, and that's obviously hasn't been done. I mean, we don't know what happens behind closed doors through phone calls and there. Uh, I don't think they use fax machines anymore, so um, I don't know what's gone on there. I, I don't see the prices of these players now that have been spouted the last six months staying like that. I, I don't see Jaden Sancho going for the, the over a hundred million anymore because clubs are just not have the money. I mean, it could be like a blessing in disguise in a way. Like the, the, the fees of footballers have been dramatically on the rise for years oh, now, and yeah. it's been it's. Infuriated me. Like I know we paid seventy five mil for Van Dijk, which is right. is crazy. You think twenty? It's a bargain in today's football. What you think twenty years ago? You'd be like yeah. ten million. Ten million. Ten million was a lot. And now with mm. it's anyone who's worth the salt, seventy, sixty, seventy million plus. True. So we look. You look back at history, and I mean, do you remember when we were kids and and Shearer? Signs for Newcastle for a world record fee of 15 million. I mean, I remember watching that going, oh, Jesus, 15 million is a lot of money. And then, you know, the likes of uh, Rivaldo, you know, signs for Barcelona from Deportivo for 27. And he, mm-hmm. and that was ludicrous, whereas that now doesn't get you a world class player for 27 million, does it? Gets you a championship player or something, that 27 <laughs> yeah, million. It does, yeah. I mean, we talked, talked about one of, the, one of the squad number shows. We were, we, I think we got onto Michael Owen somehow. I know he was on his last year of his contract, but he went to Real Madrid for eight million. Still charges me that. Still charges me. Michael Owen, eight million. Like fucking hell. We got got our ass handed to it there. Twice Real Madrid did that in a couple of years for us. We bent over and added up our asses for for McManaman because he left on a free, and he was still at the peak of his powers. And then we get shafted with Owen. And they gave us go. Oh yeah, with Owen and Avalo in the same bloody month. We lost both of them. Oh, horrible, horrible. And they sold uh, Antonio Nunes as well, thinking uh, yeah. he's going to be the 
big thing. He was fucking shite. He was. Fucking. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you, when we get to that number on the squad number show, we're going to skip him. Oh, talk mate. about him. Even I'm though he had a Michael Owen at one point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, the Harry Kane thing, I do, I think when a player drops the hint of, you know, I do love it at Tottenham, out, but I do want to win trophies and all that sort of stuff. I think when a player comes out and says that, and it wasn't in a newspaper where he can be misquoted, he was on the TV saying it, I think that now is bye-bye. I think he's going. Yeah, well, they at the end of the day, don't they? So, yeah, well, they're kind of in Spurs are in the position we were in a couple of years ago when we was we needed a couple more pieces of the jigsaw to get us the Premier League, and we we just didn't get there. And players stay for a while in the hope that it'll come eventually. And when it doesn't, of course, they want to move on. Like I know Harry Kane, it's probably a bit more difficult for him because he's English and he's been at Spurs for forever, so it's going to be more difficult for him, but. If he wants to, I think he is probably, I mean, we've just touched on the Alan Shearer record. He's probably looking at Shearer thinking, actually, I need to not follow in what he did. Like, he went yeah. from Blackburn to Newcastle, stayed there. One absolutely fuck all, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And Harry Kane's probably thinking, I don't want that to me. I'll, I can, if I go to a bigger club, I can, I've got a better chance of beating the record and I've got a better chance of winning silverware. So I don't blame him. No, exactly. Exactly, mate. And, but then that's going to be the difficult thing of where he goes because Manchester United, as Gary Neville said, they have this history of buying the best British players and it, you know, it, it generally does work out. But if Tottenham's come out and said we're not going to sell them to Man United because at the minute Tottenham and United are at that level with each other of, you know, you'd, you'd edge Tottenham above United, but you sell them Harry Kane and that just goes like that. And you just don't yeah. want to do that. But, look, look, look at Arsenal when he sold Van Persie to United. It, it bought them the league title and Arsenal just went... But the thing is, like like, like you just said there, Van Persie, I think player powers is, t- is too powerful now. I, th- I think if Kane says he wants to go and he doesn't want to go to anyone apart from Man United, say, then mm. I think it, it happens one way or another. Like we, we sold Torres to Chelsea. Did we want that to happen? No, not really. If he wants to go to a club, what are we going to do? Have him sat there in the reserve, rotten. It's not viable, as we touched on fucking Liverpool as a business. It's not viable for any business to just keep a top player sat in, sat in the reserves for the, with the money that you'd waste. So I think if, if he wants it to happen, it'll happen. Mm. And it, it'll, it'll greatly, I hope it doesn't, because it'll greatly increase Man United's uh, Prospects of getting Champions League football every year, and that's what, what we don't want. We want them to suffer a bit long because we fucking did as well. So they deserve a bit of fucking downtime. Absolutely. No, but I think he would be he'd be very good for them. I think in in, in their setup and bang he'd bang so many goals in. Yeah. I mean, he'd still against us because Van Dijk's got him in his pocket every time. But <laughs> <laughs> love it, mate. Love it. Um, right, well, on that note, uh, we will finish it there, mate. And um, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for watching, everybody. We really appreciate it. Um, we've got a really special podcast coming out later on this week, uh, which I'm sure you will all uh, enjoy. Uh, keep your eyes peeled on Instagram, on Twitter, on uh, Facebook uh, for the reveal of that. Uh, I know uh, we've already hinted of who it is uh, in, in the Rafa Benitez era. So we're really excited to release that to you later on the week. Uh, let us know 
um, your thoughts in the comments of what we've uh, been discussing today. And yeah, we'll have another isolation podcast later on in the week. And then me and, me and Mick will be back again uh, with that uh, special episode and obviously more throughout the week. So, uh, Mick, I'll, uh, I'll see you next time, buddy. See you in a bit. Podcast Network.